Hello everybody, welcome back to Movie Merge, part of the Anything But Credible Network. I'm Denny Willard and today I'm coming at you with a review for one of the many terrible movies that Hollywood has to offer. And today's bottom of the barrel movie, as you see in the title, is Blood Rain. Now Blood Rain is a video game movie. I guess you could say that it sort of follows the theme of video game movies, which is that most video game movies are pretty terrible. That stands true. And if they're not terrible, they're pretty average. Uh, and so painfully average that they become forgettable. Blood Rain kind of falls into that category. Just leading into into the discussion here. So, another thing I want to mention. Uh, today was supposed to be... Um, I forgot the name of the, the damn movie. Uh, uh, Material Girls. That was going to be the episode we were going to put out today that was going to be the movie I was going to watch and I basically decided that I don't want to watch it <laughs> and that's how we're here with Blood Rain now Blood Rain was much more my speed um well in 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 one sense and not so much in another and what I mean by that is the subject matter yeah pretty cool um but the the execution no not so cool so that's the sort of uh, prelude into <laughs> the review. So let's just dive right in. I'm going to do a quick plot synopsis if you're unfamiliar with Blood Rain. In the 18th century, a vampire escapes from a freak show in which she once participated and teams up with a group of vampire slayers to kill the man who raped her mother. And the movie is directed by Ewe Bull, who also directed our last Bottom of the Barrel movie um, unintentionally, and that was obviously in the name of the king. Looking at his sort of history in the, in the film industry, I will say that he is apparently a big fan of video games, uh, or at least the subject matter of video games, because most of the things that he's directed are movie adaptations of video games. So that's interesting to me. I will also say the ones that I have seen on this list are all very bad movies. So this is a very a very particular, I guess, lane that he's sort of in, where it's like he's kind of just making things that are maybe fun and not necessarily full of quality. That's what it that's what it seems. But you know, he he somebody's got to be making these video game movies. I wish it was somebody else who could make it better. But uh, this is what we got. So. Anyways, I, I don't mean to talk trash on Yui Bowl. He, the guy's doing his thing. But anyways, yeah, so the movie is directed by Yui Bowl, and it stars uh, Kristana Loken, Ben Kingsley, Michael Madsen, Michelle Rodriguez, Matthew Davis, Michael Pere with uh, an E at the end with a little fancy uh, swoosh, uh, Meatloaf, Billy Zane, Will Sanderson, and more. Now, for some reason, um, every time I try and recap this movie in my brain, the main character, or the main actress rather, turns into Mila Jovovich, or however you say her name. Jovovich, Mila J. And it's certainly the quality of a movie that Mila J would be in. Uh, I actually think that there's a lot of similarities between Yui Bull and and um, Paul W.S. Anderson. Their, their, their filmmaking style is shockingly similar I will say they're they're both like the same quality for better or for worse I guess but yeah so that's that's the cast that's the director like I said it is based on a video game and they did make two sequels and I actually don't think that the main actress is in 
either of the sequels, Kristana Loken. I'm pretty sure that there's a different actress for each of the movies. And I'm not sure if there's a time jump or if they just couldn't get the original girl back. Uh, don't really know. But either way, they did, by some miracle, make a trilogy. So good for them, I guess. So uh, the movie kind of starts, and uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do scenes, you know, throughout the whole movie. But I'm gonna pick out some scenes here and there. The movie kind of starts, and Matthew Davis's character, who is Sebastian in the movie, is sort of like the main vampire hunter guy, or one of them. It's a trio. It's Michelle Rodriguez, Michael Madsen, and Matthew Davis. They're all kind of a, a little trio. And Matthew Davis is at a bar, and basically. Basically, he's he's standing there, and, and this guy walks up and asks for a drink. And uh, they sit. He the bartender turns around, and there's by some miracle, there is a mirror on the bar. Imagine that. And uh, he looks at the mirror. Uh, Matthew Davis looks at the mirror, and there's no reflection of the guy ordering the drink. And so you know that that's sort of like a um, part of the 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 what do you call the fairy tale or the sort of uh, lore or the mythology where it's like if you're a vampire you can't you don't have a reflection you know things like that just it's just one of like the telltale signs so he straight up just um stabs this dude right in the chest uh because he, he it turns out he's a vampire and these guys hunt vampires and this is the best way that <laughs> i guess they they thought to sort of show that uh, they're they're very good at their job. They're very good at spotting these things. So stabs him right in the chest. Uh, the guy falls back, and he like his skin like withers away. But anyways, the whole point of why I'm telling you this is because basically every person that kills somebody else in this movie has no reaction. Like there is no reaction. There's no remorse. There's no like oh my god like shock factor. It's just like they just kill people, and then everybody's just like, "Yeah, whatever." They don't even acknowledge it. Actually, that that would be that would be more if if they did what I just said. They just are like nothing. They're just having a conversation, like boom, stab, and then they they just continue on with their conversation, just whatever, you know. So, yeah, and and the other thing too is like, there are so many effing vampires running around the world at this point in time, like. You could just assume that everybody's a vampire, pretty much. Like, literally. It seems like every single person is a vampire. There are vampires everywhere. Everywhere they go, there's, like, vampires looking at them. And they all do this thing where they kind of look at the, the character and their face, like, there's there's a little glimpse of what they look like in vampire form or something. Their face gets all, like, weird looking. And, I don't know, There's there are so many vampires. That's all I'm saying. I, you know, whatever. It, it's... I get it. They they gotta they gotta hunt the vampires, and they're really cool and really good at it. So that makes sense. But another thing, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of like little things I picked out of this movie. Um, probably some insignificant things, but they were very obvious to me. For one, um, at least a few, and, and this isn't every instance, but this a lot of most of the swords in this movie are so obviously fake and they don't even like attempt to make them look real. I swear to god, they they look it looks like a sword. It looks like they went to Party City the last minute were like, "Oh, we need medieval weapons. What do you guys got?" And they're like, "Here you go. I mean, this is like 
this is pretty much it. Uh, it's the clearance, and they're like, okay, we'll take it. That's what the swords look like. They look like plastic swords. They slapped a little bit of silver paint, not even fully metallic silver paint on some of these swords. And it just it looks like a toy sword. And the main reason that this even like stood out to me was wasn't because of the way it looked because I wouldn't have even I wouldn't have even batted an eye. I wouldn't have paid attention. I wouldn't have cared. The thing that made me notice this and pick this out is the fact that the characters, at least it was in one scene in particular, but the character is waving the sword around as though it is a literal feather or a balloon or something. And it's just, it weighs nothing. Like there is no effort. He's just like waving it around in his hand while they're having a conversation. And I was just like, you couldn't have like, I don't know, maybe put a little bit of effort or, or just like pretended like hey this is a real sword you know like i'm an actor we're supposed to we're supposed to pretend i can't i wish i could remember i want to say it was michael madsen's character i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure but it looked terrible uh and i i don't think that they really thought about hey this sword has to have some weight to it it is it is a giant thing of steel maybe let's pretend like like it is so uh Speaking of Party City, I, I think that there must have been clearly a deal where, you know, you buy one sword, get one shitty wig free, because everybody's wig in this movie looks so bad. Again, another thing I never in any movie ever pay attention to or ever pick out, and it is so terrible. Billy Zane's wig in particular is horrendous. It is so bad and so fake. It just looks like really, really cheap like their costume department must have literally. Scr- I'm I'm not even joking when I say Party City level like quality. It, it it is literally Party City level quality. But we move on to our other main characters, kind of an ensemble, I guess. Uh, technically, Rain, who who is the the woman on the cover, Kristana Loken. Rain is the main character, I guess you could say. But there's like a little there's a main cast. So, anyways, the main character in the movie, Rain. Uh, star of Blood Rain, doesn't say a word for almost 20 minutes into the movie. Like, she's on screen for multiple scenes. She's sort of being put on display at this at this circus, and she doesn't say a single word. There's a conversation. It's not a conversation, actually. You, you, that would be like talking to a wall and calling that a conversation. But basically, one of the characters walks up to Rain when she's in her like circus cage, and she starts like trying to instill hope and like a plan and like here, do this, do this. And Rain doesn't say a single word. She just looks at her while she's talking. And then the girl just walks away and doesn't like, you know, expect a response. I'm like, what? How do you not say a how do you not say words, especially in that scene? I get it, like you're being put on display in the circus and like your life sucks, but you gotta speak, you know, you're the star of the movie, you're you're about as good with your words as everybody else is with their swords. So following that we have a scene where Rain meets an oracle. Uh or, or not an oracle, it's a fortune teller, but it is shockingly similar to the the Oracle from the Matrix, I would say. There's literally a scene where Rain I almost called it Ray, Rain goes to see uh, a fortune teller and is like I, I don't even remember. I don't remember what they were talking about. This is one of the moments where I kind of tuned out. My brain, you know, w- what's happened with these first uh, three bottom of the barrel movies is that my brain kind of just goes in and out, and my attention span is—I have a very tenuous grasp on my attention span, and it's not necessarily something that I'm—I'm—I'm 
I'm going to fault myself for because a lot of these movies are terrible. But yeah, so I don't remember what they were talking about. But long story short, uh, she she basically there was like a Matrix Oracle moment, and uh, she gives Rain some information, and and the Rain uh, then Rain asks why she's telling her said information, and uh, the fortune teller says that it's her purpose and it's part of the prophecy. Those are literally. I might be paraphrasing like one or two words, but for the most part, that is literally what uh, she said. And I, I was like, all you're, all you're missing is a baking sheet and an oven and you're making cookies and, and kids bending spoons in the other room. Like, that's it. That's, all, that's the only thing separating these two things. So I have to think that they stole that sort of, I mean, it's not that directly obvious, but to me, I guess maybe because I, I love The Matrix uh, and it's like my favorite movie of all time, but... It immediately stood out to me. I was like, yo, this is literally, like, you're not Neo. You're not even close. And you're definitely not the Oracle. So let's just chill. But I wanted to write that down because it was, uh, there was at least a little bit of a parallel there. So uh, the movie transpires, uh, things happen. And basically, her and the, the witch hunt, or the witch hunters, the <laughs> vampire hunters, basically end up teaming up, which, like, you know, that, that was in the synopsis that I read. They team up uh, because there's a common enemy. So they kind of have Rain in like a cell, but it's not locked. But this is like fresh out of like them accepting her into the group and, and teaming up with her. So whatever. she She's kind of on edge and, and she, she often has these nightmares, which is just her being a crazy vampire. That's what her nightmares are. Because I, I guess I should have mentioned this. She's a vampire. Uh, and I think I said that in the synopsis too. But she is a vampire she like needs blood all the time like the only way she can regenerate her like her shit is she needs blood she needs people's blood actually it's not people's blood she for the most part goes for animal blood but sometimes she has to bite a human anyways she wakes up from her her vampire nightmare i just said vampire don't know why um and she wakes up from that and uh right outside of her cell which is i guess turns into like her bedroom in this group is Matthew Davis's character, Sebastian. And she, like, runs out of the cell and, like, goes to bite him. And he does this cheesy, like, oh, like, literally, he, he does that because I guess he didn't expect it, whatever. And then she throws him up against, like, the, the bars of the cell and then she goes to bite him and then she stops and then she looks at him in the face and then they basically, and then they bang. Like, literally, they, they just start having sex on the cage uh, this is there's some nudity here. There's actually nudity earlier in the movie. I didn't realize this was rated R. I guess it makes sense though, because it's a movie about vampires and blood, so that that makes sense. But actually, I forgot to mention Meatloaf was it's kind of surrounded by like prostitutes earlier in the movie, and so yeah, that was the first instance where I was like, oh, okay, this is uh this is 100% rated R. But anyways, they start, yeah, so she goes to suck his blood uh, to whatever, I, I don't know, calm her down, I guess. It's a vampire thing. And uh, th- then they, they start banging on the cell for a while, too. Like, normally, I mean, it's not, like, that long, but it's longer than it should be, um, you know. Because I was just like, wow, this is really... The, the thing is, like, whatever, you, you you have a sex scene in your movie, it's like, you know, I'm, 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 I'll, I'll watch it, you know, that's fine. <laughs> but... Uh, when it's when it's not really like a prompt like th- this 
didn't seem like anything prompted this. It was just like, hey, I'm having a nightmare. Oh, I want your blood. Nah, never mind. I want your dick. And then they just start banging. And I was just like, it, this just seems so random. And uh, that, yeah, so I don't know. I, that, And it was like a minute, maybe. A minute long thing. And it was weird. And it was really strange because it's coming right off the heels of, you know, the night before, uh, basically... She tells this guy, Sebastian, like, hey, you don't, I, I I, lost my mother. You know, this guy that they're they're all trying to kill, he's like, uh, he, he killed her. Um, Kagan, I think his name is. That's the guy they're all hunting. And then he, she's like, you don't really know what it's like to lose anything. And then he goes, he killed both my parents. It, it was kind of weird, actually. It was like he did like a one-up thing. It's like, oh, well, I know he killed your mom, but guess what? He killed my mom and my dad. So, And then he walks out of the room. And then literally in the next scene is the the vampire nightmare uh, uh, boner cell scene. So really weird. I, I don't really necessarily agree with like how that transpired. But, well, you know, whatever. It's it's It just gets lost in the, uh, the, uh, the rest of like the awful stuff that this movie has to offer. When it comes to the combat, there's a lot of combat. Uh, if you want to, I use the term combat very loosely because it is very slow, it is very clunky, and there is a common denominator with all of these movies so far in Bottom of the Barrel, and that is that you can expect two things. If it is an action movie, the action is going to be terribly choreographed and performed, and also the dialogue's going to be cheesy. And there's a ton of both of those. And I'm going to say this on every episode, so just prepare to hear me say that dialogue and combat or action is very cheesy because I'm going to say that pretty much every time. Once again, that stands true here. It feels like the window of timing for people to, like, counterattack is infinite. Like, somebody will, will be threatening somebody and, like, swing a sword and then they'll like duck and dodge. And then the person that is swinging the sword is like still swinging the sword. And this other, the person that just dodged has time to like pick up a sword, do like a spin kick, and then like slice the person's stomach. All because this guy is taking forever to like, I don't know. I just feel like it, it's very slow and horribly performed. Uh, Kristana Loken, the rain in the movie, her, a lot of the scenes where she's fighting, basically she just like, I, I, I wish I had, I wish this podcast had video right now because I could, I could show you what I'm talking about, but I'll do my best to explain it. You know how like when you're going to like hit somebody, but you're like preparing too hard and you do this like pre like hit bounce. I just did it in real life. You do like this, you, you like kind of like bounce up and down with like your shoulders and like, and then you punch. I did my best to explain that. But basically she does that every single time she goes to hit somebody. Uh, the one thing I will say, and I got to I got wow, I've got to give them credit for this. The swords that she has are pretty cool because they're so weird. And there's like so many like points on it that you can use to stab somebody or whatever. That I don't know. It's unique. I mean, it's certainly unique, but it, it looks cool. I really enjoy the design of the sword, and I don't know if that's a real weapon. Uh, but either way, it's it's very interesting looking. But pretty much every time somebody dies in the movie, they're either getting their throat. There's a lot of throat cuts in this movie. Like a lot of people, like literally half the people that die in this movie die because their throat got cut or slit, whatever. 
and the other half die because they get stabbed in the face. Like they <laughs> they do this a lot in this movie actually, where they just stab people right in the face, like right in the middle of their face. And it's really weird. Um, they they definitely did not hold back with gore. I will say that. So whether that's a good or bad thing, I don't really know. But they 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 committed to the the gore in the movie, so that's something, I guess. Um, last couple things. Uh, Matthew Davis, Sebastian, like I've said uh, like three or four times. I kind of take pride in this. I, I'm very good at like if you if you tell me to basically like you say who do, who does this look like like what two celebrities would you combine like to make this person look like this i i did a terrible job of explaining that basically like for me let's just say like john goodman <laughs> and like uh hugh jackman had a kid and boom that's me that's not at all a, a good comparison but i'm just saying you know whatever I'm really good at doing that, like with celebrities. Like I can take two celebrities and be like, you look like this person and this person had a child. So, Sebastian in the movie, Matthew Davis, at times looks like Sean William Scott and Tom Brady <laughs> had a child together. And I, I, there were literally multiple scenes where I was like, yo, this this dude looks a lot like Tom, like a younger Tom Brady. Uh, it's obviously not Tom Brady, unless Tom Brady changed his name to Matthew Davis um, and filmed this movie right before he started being uh, the greatest quarterback of all time, I guess. Uh, yeah, so I I just I picked that out. But when it comes to the end of the movie, so at this point we're full spoiling it. Uh, I haven't really said too many plot details, I don't think, but either way, yeah, we're, we're full spoiling it. Um, during the final fight, I actually laughed really hard because Ben Kingsley or Kagan um, is fighting Rain, and he's like this old vampire dude, and uh, you know she she's got a, a grudge or a sort of vendetta to 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 kill him clearly because he raped her her mother, so rightfully so. But um, <laughs> in the middle of the fight, he steps back and he calls Rain an ungrateful bitch, and for some reason it made me laugh so hard because it was just so out of left field and I was like whoa dude like I did not expect you to say that uh it totally caught me off guard and it just it was really funny but another thing that happens and this is the final note that I will say another thing that happened um or happens at the end of the movie is he's about to take Rain's heart out and now I can tell you why that is but I don't care enough and to be honest I'm not even 100% sure I know why um so He's about to take Rain's heart out. Sebastian's on the ground, bleeding to death. Um, he's like almost dead, but he has just enough strength to lean forward a good amount and throw a bottle of holy water at uh, Kagan. Um, and I guess that's the Tom Brady side of him. And uh, Kagan catches it in his hand, and then he pulls out a crossbow. And this is what I'm talking about with the timing thing. Infinite time. He pulls out a crossbow after he throws the holy water at Kagan, and shoots the holy water bottle, and it breaks, and like starts burning his arm, and he's like, ah, and uh, you know, he just had he had more than enough time, way more than enough time, to either dodge it or actually, you know, what's even crazier, and I just realized this. So immediately after, then Sebastian shoots another crossbow bolt, and he and Kagan catches it in midair. 
Now you're telling me you're fast enough to catch a crossbow bolt in midair like you're a magician, but you cannot find a way to dodge the first cross... I don't know. It Whatever. It's so insignificant at this point. But uh, the movie sort of pans out, and uh, the way it ends is it ends literally like two minutes after that. Well, actually, more like five, because for some reason... Well, Rain Rain goes up and sits on a throne. Sebastian dies, and she like watches him die, and she's like, "Oh no!" Uh, and then she goes and sits up on the throne because it's like it's all in a throne room. And uh, then there's like a mini montage of like scenes we had already seen in the movie, for some reason. Like she, there's a lot of recapping with Rain. I don't know why, but she really enjoys thinking about things that have just previously happened. And um, yeah. So that, and then the movie ends, and that's that's it. Um, I actually, you know what? I'm so sorry. I forgot to mention what the what the tomato score was, and I realized that like three or four minutes ago. So I apologize. I should have said that at the beginning of the episode. But Blood Rain sits at a four percent on the tomato meter and seventeen percent audience score. So it, it's in line with pretty much every other bottom of the feral movie as far as uh, rating goes. So do I agree with that rating? Do I agree with the tomato meter? Um, you know, I don't. I don't necessarily know that I would have um, said it was as bad as a four percent. Um, like to me, a four percent for a movie to be. So let's just say, you know, I give a movie a point four out of ten. That's. That, I mean, it would literally have to be unwatchable. So, like, I guess you could say Material Girls is a is more of a four percent because I didn't even want to watch it. Like that. That's a terrible movie. Um, there is some substance here. Out of 10, so I gave Mac and Me a 2.5. I gave In the Name of the King a 3.5. I would actually probably give this a 3.5 as well. It's really bad. It is really terrible. It's really cheesy. Um, And it's actually going to be, it's it's super forgettable. Um, But I had, I don't know, I, I, I think, I think this is, more enjoyable to watch in Mac and Me, but it's about the same as far as quality goes with In the Name of the King. So I don't know. I, I I'll I'll stick with the three point five. Um. So that's that's uh, my bottom of the barrel review for Blood Rain. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. Um. The next bottom of the barrel episode is going to be for a movie called Darkness. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about this movie. It is a horror movie, I know that. Um, and I'm actually kind of kind of curious. Like, horror is becoming a genre that I do find very fascinating um, and intriguing. So I'm really... I, I want to see... I want to see what this movie's got. Um, it can't be great, uh, but... Well, the audience score is 31%. I think that might be the highest so far. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, the, uh, the next movie we're watching for Bottom of the Barrel is is uh, Darkness, starring Anna Paquin. So cool. Awesome. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Um, be sure to head over to anythingincredible.com. You can find Offended. You can find What's Your Bliss. You can find the Going Off Topic podcast and blog. And you can find the Anything Incredible podcast as well. Thank you all for listening, and take care.